realize we have a number of visitors here this morning, maybe from out of town or at least from other areas of Chicagoland. But you might be aware that in exactly one week from today, something truly historic in our church is going to transpire in our neighborhood. Every bishop in America, every bishop, every archbishop, every cardinal will be gathering here just down the road at Mundelein Seminary. So get your good china out. This has never happened before, never in the history of the United States. It may never happen again. I kind of hope it won't happen again because it's a lot of work over there. But they're going to be gathering because the Pope said, you'd better do this. We all know it's a rough year in the church. It's going to be rough for a while. And there's a lot of policy that's being remade and a lot of soul searching. But in the midst of all that, the Pope has said, and rightly so, you've got to pray about this. This isn't just about policy. And that's what they're doing. They'll be gathering for a whole week of retreat. Now, if you drive down the road, 176, and you go by the front of the seminary, you're going to see something else that is truly historic. Because at the entrance to the seminary, there are these giant iron gates. And they're shut. And they're locked. And they're going to be locked until that retreat ends. Those gates have not been shut and locked at least since the 1930s or 40s. We literally had to rebuild the casings that hold them because they were so crusted in place. They're locked. I've learned more about security in this last month than I ever knew in my life. <laughs> Mundelein police, Libertyville police, Homeland Security, everybody seemingly is involved. Protesters obviously have a place there. Their voice needs to be heard. There's a special area designated for them. The press corps has a special area designated for them. I wish I had a dollar for, ev I wish I had a dollar for the St. Joe's collection basket for every time someone has said to me in the last month, hey, Father, you should put a sign up on those gates. No room at the inn. No room at the inn. I'd sort of prefer in God we trust, in you we don't. Because that's what it almost feels like. But in the midst of all that, something sublimely beautiful unfolded. A number of families, many of them St. Joe's families, with kids at LHS or Carmel High School, came and they asked, and they said, well, we want to pray for the church. We want to pray for the bishops who are gathering there. We want to pray for all of us. We know we can't get in, but we'd like to just pray little prayer intentions, write them on white ribbons, and can we just tie them to the bars on the front gates of the seminary? And I thought, what a beautiful idea. So that's what they did as families, Mom and dad, kids, grandparents, they wrote out these really nice prayer intentions on white ribbons, about a hundred of them. And then they came last week, they tied them on the front gates. We had a little ceremony, we blessed them. And if you drive by now, you won't just see the locked gates, you'll see those white ribbons blowing in the wind. Well, no sooner were those things up than I started getting calls, hey, Father, it looks like somebody teepeed the seminary. <laughs> You know, and I explained, well, what are those ribbons there? You know, I mean, there's wreaths and light. They kind of look maybe a little tacky. Do you really want to have those there? Maybe we could put them some other place. No room at the inn. And I got to thinking, 
If we were going to retell the Christmas story and set it in Mundelein, we kind of have it inside out. Because it's not as if Mary and Joseph would show up at the inn and there'd be a big gate blocking them from getting in. It would be more like the innkeeper would say, Mary, Joseph, come on in. Then he'd slam the door shut and lock it and say, nobody else is getting in here. The shepherds would show up. Where is the Christ child? And he'd say, no credentials? Well, sorry, you're not getting in. And Herod and his bloodthirsty soldiers would show up. Where's that child? We want to kill him. The innkeeper would say, well, protesters, you have your section down the road here. Why don't you go there? And the magi, the wise men, would show up. Where is the child? We want to proclaim this to the world. Well, press corps, you're over across the street there. That's your place. It's amazing how not just when bishops show up in mass, we can get a little bit crazy in this celebrity-driven world we live in. If you use that as sort of a metaphor for Christmas morning, the Christmas event, the incarnation, I think it's a little more true than we might want to admit because we do put gates up. Except when Christ comes today into our hearts, it's not like it looked 2,000 years ago where it's just Jesus by himself and everybody wants to go and see him. When Christ comes into our hearts, it can often be an uncomfortable experience. It can often be to reveal a truth that we'd rather keep hidden. It can sometimes be to go in there and bring light into a place that we just as soon stay dark. And we're the ones who can put the gates up. Okay, Lord, if you're going to be in here, I guess I can't keep you out, but I'm going to try and keep everybody else out. We put those gates up and we just as soon keep everyone else at arm's length. And sometimes people are coming, not unlike protesters, saying, okay, I I see something's going on in your life. Well, let's talk about that. Because maybe it's time now to face that truth. Maybe it's time for me to call you out. It's good that something is starting to change, but it's going to be a little difficult before it gets better. We can say to the protesters, okay, fine, your place is down there. I'm doing just great with God on my own. And sometimes the press corps shows up. Hey, I I noticed something's going on. You know, your, your attitude seems to be changing a little bit. Can I bring my family? Can I introduce you to some of my friends? Hey, something's changing and I've really been hoping to see that. Isn't that great? And we're not always comfortable with that. Yeah, you know, not much is going on. Just nothing here to see. Move along. When Christ comes into our hearts, it's not like it was 2,000 years ago where everyone just goes to see him. He does something inside of us Whether there's a gate there or not, he burrows right through it. And when things begin to change inside, here's where it is like 2,000 years ago. People will notice and they'll want to be there. And will we have the courage and the ability to let them in? It's all well and good and we're happy to recall it. The angels singing, the shepherds coming, the wise men traveling, the star in the sky. But when it's Christ coming into the depths of our hearts, sometimes it's not always such a joyous event. It's not hurtful. It's not bad. It's never God causing us shame or embarrassment. But we can feel that way at times. And those old defenses want to be thrown up.
And maybe that's not where you're at this morning. You know, maybe the last thing you want to hear is this priest telling you depressing news on Christmas morning. But maybe you're the one who notices Christ's presence in someone else's heart. Maybe you're the one who realizes something is beginning to change. A little bit of ice is starting to melt. Something is shifting in a relationship that maybe you've hoped for and prayed for would change. And you're going. And you see the gate. And you're being held at arm's length. And you're being told, look, your place is over there. Just go there. You know, I don't want to deal with this right now. Well, maybe this is a chance where the star is shining for you. Maybe this is the time when the angel is singing in your ear, hey, go to that person. You really need to see them. You need to find Christ in their heart. Yeah, he's in that beautiful crush scene in church, but he's there in that person's heart. And at this time of year when families get together and friends get together, a lot of times that's precisely when we can notice that presence in someone else. And if that's where you're at right now, Maybe be inspired by the beautiful Christmas story to say, I'm showing up. I don't care if there's a gate there. I'm showing up. And if that person isn't quite ready to receive you just yet, I guarantee you they'll notice that you're there. The protesters, the press corps, whether the bishops like it or not, they'll know they're there on the other side of the gate. And when you show up, it makes a difference. And maybe right now that person isn't ready to open the gate. That's okay. You leave your little white ribbon with the prayer on the bars. You leave a little sign that says, I was here, and I want you to know I'll be here. And when you're ready to turn the lock and open the gate, maybe just a tiny little crack, I'll still be here. And this is the sign that I'm leaving to let you know. It can just be a word. In this day and age, maybe it's a text or an email. God forbid, a card that you actually write out. Just a way of letting them know, leaving it there on the front bars, it makes a difference. We don't read the Christmas story just to rehearse some play that's been going on for 2,000 years. It exists for us. And the way it happened, happened that way for us because it gives us a beautiful paradigm of what it looks like when Christ is manifested in the hearts of the people we love. And if you're the one who needs to leave the prayer this year, then just go ahead and do it. Because when the week of retreat is over and the bishops are driving back to their home dioceses, they'll have seen those ribbons blowing in the wind. They'll know what they were there for because they'll be told. And they'll never forget that someone cared enough to leave that sign. If we can leave ribbons on rusty bars of old gates, we can certainly leave something much more poignant and meaningful on the bars of the hearts that would rather not be touched.